Hello, girls, gays, and nays. You've got one hell of a podcast to listen to this week. Let me tell you that for free. We've got our first ever guest, Joseph Harwood. We talk all things surgery, insert drama, industry secrets, and much, much more. Now let's get it moving. You better stick around. Moo woo. Oh my god, I start. I'm Emma. And I'm Reese James. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Cow Cows. I feel like that's the best we've ever done that. Um, <laughs> the podcast where we stray from the herd and explore an array of different life and pop culture topics while still managing to make it all about us. You can't teach an old cow new tricks. Did you know that? Absolutely. I didn't know that because I'm fair. Yeah. But we're going to knock this podcast for all it's worth, so you better stick around. Period. How are you, Reese? Oh, I'm camp. How are you, babes? I'm camp. Good. I had a really great lunch today. I had a really juicy snack. What's his name? (laughs) Mark and Spencer. Um, Went to M&S. Oh, you got money. Period. I went to M&S and got um, just these like sweet potato um, tortilla chips and some dip. And I just fucking loved it. They will make a crisp out of anything. Period. How was your day? It was good. Honestly, I've just been like, I, sh- I shaved my chest for this. I'm, very, I'm feeling very charms today, you know? wanted to give them. Well, I am glad you shaved your chest because I've got a surprise for you. What? So, basically, um, we're going to switch this episode up a bit. And I have a wee guest for you. Sorry, what? Jay, it's not you. Um, allow me to introduce... <laughs> The queen of makeup, the insert, and all-round camp cow, Joseph Harwood. Hello, <laughs> Joseph Harwood. <laughs> ah! wow, I like that intro. I like that intro. <laughs> you can pay me five pounds every time you use it. <laughs> I shall. I shall. How are you both? How are you both? We're good, Joe. How are you? I'm very good, but I have lost my voice, but I will try my best to cackle along. But oh my God, cows. Do you know, should I tell you a story about cows? Period. Go on. Go on. Well, do you remember when Michael Jackson died? I, I'm probably older than you guys, right? No, but do you remember when Michael... Say. Okay, no, yes. So, 9th of June or something. So back in the back in time, um, I was at a rave in the middle of a field. Okay, and my friend and I were kind of trying to track our way back to the main road to get home, and we were in this like very drunken state. My friend had one pink new rock and one black new rock, which are those gigantic platforms that are bigger than buffaloes, they're like eight inches tall. So we were trekking down this hill in the dark, and my dad rang me on one of these old Sony Ericsson phones and was like, Joe. Michael Jackson's died, and we were like, "What the hell?" And oh, all like of the rocks, oh my god! Oh my god! All of the rocks in this field were sleeping yeah. cows. And my reaction to Michael Jackson's death woke the entire herd up. It was like the storming of Paloma. We were flying down this hill. The bitch with new rocks on, and me in my stilettos in this muddy field in Sussex. My god! But yes, that's my in cow Sussex. Story. 
It was Sussex University. It was a mess. We were we were wild delinquents when I was sixteen oh or whatever. <laughs> I can just imagine it being like the Tiffany Pollard Big Brother thing, like David's dead. It was very no, bad. No, he's not. It was very that. But we thought they were chalk hills. We didn't even know they were sleeping cows. And then they all <laughs> came awake, and I was oh my god, we flee. And then you flip the script and you get on one of them, like Helen of Troy, and you rock <laughs> one all the way home. <laughs> I am a Taurus. I do have an affinity with bulls, so that could have happened. We bulls and OBS. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, right I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. We've been wanting to have you on here for honestly ages. Obviously, Reese has known you for a long time. And when I first met Reese, Reese informed me that they knew you. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm like a I think I'm kind of like an anomaly in in the online world now because I'm I always consider myself back in the day like the Green Ranger. You remember in the old Power Rangers where there was like the main team and then there was the green one that came in slightly evil <laughs> or a dragon. That's me. I'm kind of like the Green Ranger, and now I've kind of retired from things. I do my other things now, but it's been such a pleasure because I think now I'm a little bit older and doing other things. I I'm so amazed that people even know anything about me or my work. So it's a pleasure to be. <laughs> well that's a wonderful topic to talk about because i'd love to talk about how reese knows you because <laughs> i never really understood how and then i thought i could tell everyone how i know joe so reese would you like to start <laughs> so take us back in the time machine it's, it's not very far it's literally Doctor like Who theme. two three years <laughs> i think it was like end of 2020 i'm working for i'm volunteering for because <laughs> there was no money. There was no money involved <laughs> at all. It's just all work, no fucking play. Um, exactly. A, a pride organisation will say that. Um, and myself and Jojo got um, got chatting away on Twitter um, about working together. Um, and we ended up doing a, a, a makeup class and a Q&A session in 2021. Yeah, it was, that was so much fun. Period. Of course it was. You were working with me and no one else on that fucking panel. I know. I, and I'm so bad. I I keep on like kicking myself because I'm like, I need, I need, I need to contact you more. But I'm so bad at just, I don't talk to any of my friends online anymore. I've kind of gone into like the opposite. I think because it was like Permit my life mode. for so long. I just can't be bothered. I'd rather see people in person. And I, then I feel mm. bad about my friends. I don't get to see in person all the time. And everyone thinks I'm like gone missing. But yeah. That so, was really fun. We're all adults, aren't we? Right. We're all adults. Yeah. And we all have lives, <laughs> so it's it's all right. <laughs> was it in the was it in the lockdown? Was it at the end of lockdown? Yeah, it was I think it, it was like yeah, oh, the it was like the beginning of twenty twenty one, I believe. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, it was, God. Don't, it was don't a very stressful time. Very stressful time. Em, you worked with me that time that that period as well. Oh, when I made that Lawrence Fox joke and no one laughed. Yeah, <laughs> I still have that joke. <laughs> oh, I need to hear this joke. And the way and that you she made, took that, you made something about you did. You made a comment about Jeremy Joseph as well. And because I mean like, that's so easy, easy, easily done. But everything had to all be cut. Like anything yeah. Emma said just had to be cut because this this organization is affiliated. affiliated with um Jeremy Joseph. So I mean, cool. if you don't want jokes made about you, don't be such a bitch. Don't I've heard, I've met that man a few times, and I've heard so many bizarre stories that I don't yeah. know anything. So Some of it I will, is so I will question you after the podcast. 
Yeah, I'll get, I'll <laughs> get the tea things. after the recording. <laughs> um, allegedly. Ale- this is all alleged, guys. Allegedly. Cannot- alleged. Don't say me. <laughs> My opinion is that he's a bitch. <laughs> um, but the way that I know Joe is... Oh my god! This is like I—I I was saying to Reese before we started recording. I was like, "I'm so nervous. This is like icon of icon of my youth. Like, I'm sure you get this all the time oh. of like people when they were young, and then now they're coming to their own, and they obviously I know you now. I have your number. And I'm like, this is so. Oh, darling, thank like, you so much. That's so time. sweet for you to say. This, this is why I wanted this to happen. This is why yeah. this happened, because I know how much M loves you. Genuinely, um, like, I'm sure people kiss your ass, but this is, like, a genuine, like, I fucking love you moment. <laughs> I, th- I think that's so sweet, and it's so bizarre to me, because when I was doing social media, I was hiding all my personality, because when when I originally started, you weren't allowed to do social media and work in beauty and work in, when, when I started yeah, as a model, was, and they, they discouraged um, everything. So you really I thought considered if, a makeup artist or, or, or a professional if you did social media. Mm. Exactly, exactly. And I tried to like be as serious and not kind of like my real clumsy, silly self as much as possible. You treated so it I like a portfolio. I remember that. Exactly. And I nowadays I'm like, oh my God, I can't even watch videos of me back. I, I speak with like a different octave lower. <laughs> I'm like, who's this boring person? This is not me. This is so strange. But I, I think it's free. You free yourself when you change your um, focus, I guess. And now I don't care. <laughs> but it means so much to me. Thank you so much for, for being so complimentary. It's just, it's been such a long journey for me. And, and I, I just appreciate people that even paid any attention (laughs) thank you so much i really really appreciate you being here and taking the time to be here because you were genuinely like the first person who was like on their own doing what they did and be and you introduced me to um queer identity into a trans identity um into that more i mean at the time alternative kind of person who didn't really have platforms elsewhere and I, I was really coming into my own and it was a very formative time for me to like be watching you and you'd like you told me how to shave my face I remember that <laughs> water in a towel I remember <laughs> oh my god I was choking I was gonna laugh at um, no it's it's just mind-blowing it's like so many people <clears throat> that work at the moment in the media and things they I always get like these weird sort of like flashbacks of them writing to me when I, when they were younger, like prior to transition, like Charlie Craggs, who's now a huge journalist, does yeah. all that stuff. She was one of the first people to write me a handwritten letter and things. And I had it oh, on my wow. wall with all the artwork and stuff. And she said, it said um, she was so privileged to see me because I helped her feel comfortable in her own face and stuff. And I, I think that especially with trans identifying people, when everyone was just a bit lost and there wasn't the resources there, I think I, I gave a little bit of insight into my journey, which helped other people's journey, which that's the bit I love. Yeah. But all the other bit, and, and this is where I find it really weird because the climate's changed so much in the last few years where everyone wants to be social media famous. I never looked at it as like doing a fame job because if I was going to do a fame job, I, I would do another talent. I wouldn't think of makeup as anything to do with performance. On BGC or, or some shit. Well I, well, I won. I won. I won the online version of, of the Got Talent series. Oh. I won the UGN competition. And I, but I didn't do it to be 
well known. I did, I literally did it because my friend at the time was pissing me off, kept mm-hmm. on trying to start fights me online and pretending that they were the makeup artists when I, they weren't. I was doing their makeup since before their transition. And it forced me to a corner and I was like, don't you dare, don't you dare reset my work like this. I will show you how to do it properly, girl. If you're going to try and steal my credit, I will tell you how to do it. And then I'll it blew up in 2013. I'm going to win reality TV. <laughs> it, was, I did, it all happened in a, in a year and a half, literally. It was 2013 January was when I formally did my makeup stuff and then it all went crazy in 2014. It was insane. That's like like 10 years ago, isn't it? I remember the Yujang competition because I was telling Reese about it because someone who was voted in as a finalist caused so much drama because they were using bots. That um, was was L'Oreal. Oh, never mind. Wrong bit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm old. I remember different things. My memory's going. That was the, that was, that, no, that was another competition. That that was a joke. Oh my god! Um, I'd just been working in Los Angeles. We were doing the first drag drag con. There wasn't any UK people there, so I was there on my own. And I came back after that whole drama because there were so many people using this bot system to buy votes, and obviously me and a couple of other people were in the finals. So we didn't get the chance to film any of the like the production because they were meant to come to our houses and interview us and talk to our families and stuff and then okay. I got to this I got off the plane I went to London and we got to the Mondrian Hotel and Cheryl and Val Garland and all these people were there as like the judges and I said can you please send me a copy of the contract because we were in the hotel room for four hours just waiting and I was like why are we here what is going on and the contract said you're not going to get any money from competing in this competition you're not going to win. You're going to win time working as an assistant for Val Garland. Now, uh-huh. I love Val Garland, but I'm not an assistant to anyone. I just came no. from a flight in, in California. I didn't need to do that. So I got so pissed off free. that I grabbed the lipstick and coloured the model's face in with lipstick. And I was like, what, what, bye. The, brief, the brief was eyeliner. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like, do soft, natural look. And I went, okay, I'll do soft, natural look. I did. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But they sent me no, a line. It, it was it was a joke. I, I was so disappointed because they really tricked us into thinking like we were going to get 50 grand. And I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to really probably compete then. Then we got there and I was just like, no, this is a, this is just ridiculous. They didn't come and speak to us, any of the judges. Like no one came over to us. We just came on stage and then they left. It was like, what the hell? But, um, oh, God, there's been so many strange things. No, but I sold all of the makeup they sent me on eBay for about 500 quid. Is that what I got something out of it? <laughs> Period. Yeah. <laughs> Work. Well, we have a couple topics. Um, yes. So. Da, 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 da. Sorry, it's on my WhatsApp. Um, <laughs> so I had a couple of questions for you, Joe. Before me and Reese talk about like news and topics, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. Um, just so our listeners can get to know you. Obviously, you're a makeup mogul. Obviously, you're a personality on the internet. But my first ever knowledge of you was when you were... I never watched you when you were on this channel, but mm. I watched you afterwards, and I, there was so much reference to it, and I just never understood it. So oh. what caused 5AT to end? Oh, 5AT was... It was the granny with the T word, so we can't say it anymore, but it was... <laughs> it, <laughs> Like tyranny. It was a tyrannical era. Um, there was a there was a thing that was going on at the time called Five Awesome Gays, and it was starting yes. to get public attention around 2007 and eight. And Strophanthus, who is an old school, amazing creative, um, alternative, brilliant 
intelligent person wanted to work with someone at the time called Luxaria. Now, Luxaria's had a different username. It wasn't their dead name. They had a dead name before the other name. There's three names. So I find it very difficult to rationalize when people change their name so much. But Luxaria wanted to be part of this this channel. And then Luxaria invited me and our friend Bruce from Australia to be on this channel. And it was like, I was 16 and everyone else was 18 and over. And it just was like a fun sort of event. And I think because at the time Luxaria wasn't a social media persona like I was, because I I was on MySpace even before this stuff that I've done now, she Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of like film us going to different places. Like we would go to London or we'd go around to crazy hotels or I was practicing a runway for Fashion Week that on a rooftop and things. And we started to just collaborate and do all these incredible topics. And we started to talk about things like politics, um, things about trans rights, gender identity, all the things that we're speaking about now. And we were discussing how we like to use the word androgyny instead of the granny word. Because gra- that was a pre- that was prevalent in yeah. the UK. There was a... Mm-hmm. And, and in um, San Francisco and another place in America had a club called Granny Shack, and so did they in London. Oh, so it was... It, there was clubs that were really big that were using that word. And we thought mm, at the time it didn't really refer to us because it was so associated with adult content. Mm, so we yeah. were looking at how to come up with a new way of describing non-binary and we used to use the word androgynous which had nothing to do with the way you look it absolutely nothing to do with the way you look. it was about androgens hormones mm. so we were and it was also a play on words because the androgene thing was another word for the gender benders of the 80s of the blitz club in london so we started to play with this idea and we were we were really kind of like doing a brainstorm every week trying to get to the bottom of how we can liberate our trans movement if you will and this was kids at 16 in 2007 there wasn't even money to be made on youtube at this time and it wasn't even yeah. widescreen um and then <laughs> Strophanthus brought in this person <laughs> it, it was it was such a long time ago but Strophanthus brought in someone they were dating who wanted to cause more entertainment by being dramatic and Luxaria felt like they were trying to bully Luxaria off the platform um, because Luxaria is very popular and that Mm. was how that channel ended but it didn't necessarily end because we then moved into a second project which was going to be called The Glam Elite and that never came to fruition because me and Luxaria fell out but Sinestra, our dear friend who passed away um, she moved in with Sine- with uh, Luxaria. So they were living together in London. I was meant to be the third to move in together. And we were all meant to be doing this collaboration t- channel together. But I fell out with Luxaria and Luxaria did it on her own. And she launched Androgenetics, which was very, Huge. very popular, hugely popular. And he- I don't understand why that movement is not credited by the gay media at all. Because it was like the first social media movement where trans people were forming a collaborative platform it was so huge it was they, they were so it's great so um what's the word like fractalized yeah I, I think everyone it, doesn't really relate to it anymore who was participating in it you know i think so but i also think a lot of people felt put out that they weren't involved with that and they would really? like there's a lot of people that, yeah a lot of people that i've spoken to don't want us to gain the same recognition we used to have they just don't want it. They don't want to put us in competition with each other. And it's stupid because the the reason why all those channels went brilliantly and my channel, Perfect Androgyny, went yeah. so well was because it was a collaboration, not a competition. It was a showcase. And it was brilliant. And it, I loved doing the audition process. Um, there was so much silly drama because we were all kids and we were all going through our own It was very funny stuff. to watch. 
it was hilarious. I remember when Bruce ran over the cat picture when someone's cat died and things. It was just <laughs> like the thing. That's the channel for it. Oh my god, you can't even imagine. And Bruce was in my house in in Brighton, and we were filming oh this reaction god. to it. It was just like what what falls. But it's it's funny because oh. like even when I speak to Luxaria now, and I, I've had a bit of a disagreement with her in the last year or so because she's stuck in that era. And she keeps talking about it with this boy called Roland on on their channels. And I'm like, stop talking about my bloody anecdotes. Like, stop talking about me. And every time that I started to respond to it, there was this stalker that was going on about this is real hot piping tea. There's yeah. been this stalker that reached out to me pretending that they were getting harassed by Roland. So I said, my what? God, I, I was trying to. Yes, yes. People, Roland. Oh, Roland, the Roly on Gusha guy. And I knew Roly on Gusha because he was a fan yeah. of my work and did loads of videos I used about to watch me. So him as well. I, exactly. So mm. this this stalker on Instagram sent me loads of these DMs and I was like, My God, someone's harassing your child and they were giving me all this behind the scenes of trauma about a child and I was like, What is going on here? And I said, I don't know Roland, I knew he was a fan of my work, etc. And this person edited the messages and sent them to Luxaria. And Luxaria then posted them on her Twitter and alluded that I'd dead named her and misgendered her, which was absolutely... I remember this. It was not real. That was, It was not real. This was someone oh that had gone crazy. It's the stalker that Roly's been talking about on his channel for about two years. It's that person. So I phoned the police and I phoned my lawyer and I said, if, that's, if that statement's not taken down off that Twitter... It's liable. Because it is liable. And it's, I don't feel that way. I really wish her the best. I've got no... Why would I care? It's like, I, bless her. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not in that space anymore where there's any animosity. But the yeah, police interviewed so her. The police interviewed Luxaria. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh, my Again. God. Yes. And I then... I didn't realise how far this internet shit can go. Well, mm. I wasn't going to accept it. Like, I'm not some child using two Ikea lamps. I, I made over seven exactly. figures doing my YouTube. Don't read me, Joe. <laughs> but it's... it's <laughs> That they think because they don't run the business of social media like I did, yeah. that I'm still the kid that's going to put up with the shenanigans, and I'm not going mm. to. You're I not okay charities. to do frivolous shit online anymore. Absolutely not. I, well, I, we just donated fifty grand to mermaids. I'm not going to be known online for dead naming someone and calling them the wrong gender when it's not. It's not what I'm about. Like, yeah. But um, the police did get involved, and they said actually. Luxaria was nothing to do with it. It was all this stalker that was trying to stir up some sort of animosity. But it's like, what is wrong with people? Why is there always this sort of like dark underbelly of all this drama? It's like, mm. I don't want anything to do with that. People thrive <laughs> on it, don't they? Yeah, They're just they're like little fly. rats. <laughs> anyway, that's some, that's some steaming tea. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the clip. <laughs> It was. Um, I don't. I don't mince my words. I don't hide things. I don't yeah. lie, and I. I don't care what people think. Who cares? I think that's Secrets why I was so sick. drawn to you back in the day because it was like even though you were uh, uh, keeping up a very professional uh, front on your social medias, there was always like slips of like a funny moment or a good personality or talking, <laughs> speaking your mind about something that is just so obvious to most people oh, that most people won't I, even say. <laughs> I will say it and I don't care. often I say things just to be silly I do I do say things just to be silly sometimes because I think well today's era I don't get it at all it's I don't so get serious it. everyone is such an expert mm. before they've had any experience and it's like I don't understand what people are even motivated by it's like everyone's learned this online language that can promote them into their like build their profile on a, on a platform 
And I just don't want to be involved with people that behave like that because it was so organic when all the old school happened. It wasn't, no one was looking to brand themselves like an activist. Business was the last thought. Mm. Yeah, it, it was completely, it was completely organic. Anyway, there's a that was a long story about that channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, so going on from five eighty, and then obviously Androgenetics, which you uh, were not a part of in the end. No. Um, how did Perfect Androgyny come about? Because that was in a similar vein as both of those two channels. Well, I I own Five Awesome Trans, so it was always my project. We'd filmed a whole trailer series before. So me, Sinestra and Luxaria had a whole series of videos that were going to go out as the Glam Elite. And John McClain was involved with the original Androgenetics. These were all my friends. So Luxaria was just trying to be a bit spiteful by doing it without me. But it wasn't her project. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. I didn't want to step on her toes when Androgenetics, because it wasn't just about Luxaria. There were so many other people. Yeah, they were making money on that involved. thing. They were, they were monetizing the platform, which we weren't. So they were splitting up fees and merchandise fees and things. And from what I gather, I'm not 100% sure of that. But I didn't want to rain on the other people in the channel's parade. Do you know what I mean? Like I wanted it to be yeah. organic. And we had... Perfect Androgyny was so subscribed because Steph Sanjadi, who I adore. Yeah. And... There was just, it was just the right time. We, I always wanted to do something that was positive, that was going to bring attention to different people's um, stories, but it was so white centric on the original channels. And I was like, why have you got no people of color on these channels? Why have you got no um, f- feminine to masculine people, mask presenting trans men or androgynous non binary trans people like that? And I didn't understand why they didn't include a lot more people. Um, and I thought it was appropriate because that our community is diverse. So why wouldn't it reflect that? But yeah, Perfect Androgyny was just a really nice thing to do. And World of Wonder got really involved with it, which was great. Who did Drag Race? Did they? Yeah. No, they were our um, behind the scenes network and they were promoting me. That's one of the reasons oh. why I went to America first. And yeah, they were amazing. They really I wanted to do a bigger connection. project. Yeah, they no, wanted me I to do it for um, World of Wonders channel. They wanted me to do another version of it called World Androgyny or something. Because I remember I you did a couple guest it. spots on some WoW shows back on back in the day on their YouTube channel. I remember that. Yes, I did um, ring my bell. Um, that beautiful Miles, <laughs> um, who was the pit crew, who is amazing. Like, he's very nice so person. hot. He's, he's lovely. He's amazing. We we had a wild party in Beverly Hills and we were stopped by armed police on the way to this party. It was so crazy. <laughs> Um, it was too gorgeous. It was a very, it was a crazy evening. <laughs> um, but yeah, I did the other one as well. I can't remember what the other one is. I, oh, James. I painted James St. James, who I adore. I remember yeah, that. I remember that. I remember they, that under Ring My Bell. I have to tell you, that episode really bugs me, the way they edited it, because it was 101, and they were meant to be reformatting the series after the Raven episode, which was the 100th episode of that. And okay. I said, would you like me to do technique or a look? And I, he said, do the technique. So I was meant to do three separate videos in one. It wasn't a look. And they edited it like okay. I was doing a transformation look, which I didn't like. And then he ran around with a wig on. And I was like, James, this is not meant to be that. But I don't care. Was, I got to know him and now we're friends. So I do him. <laughs> I mean, it was an that odd along with the Bible Girl drama. What do we I expect? I didn't know about Bible Girl. I knew her through social media friends. And um, we spoke now and again, but... I found her to be a little bit too trolly for me. Like, I think she was mm. taking a Russian woman's images and pretending to be a Russian woman at some point. And oh I my just God. Found that was, um, she... what's her face? Um, Uma Competent? Yes, yes. Yes. She was Uma Competent. 
I didn't like any of that behaviour. I think in small doses, some of it can be like a bit like tongue in cheek, like, haha, this is so silly. But it was just treated very seriously. Like gospel. She, it's too it's too much for me. She, I don't like people that have got a not. It's not not. I wouldn't ever describe her as nasty because I do not know her. I don't know her at all. But I don't like when you there's like a cruel mean mean. It's the mean. There's a mm. slight meanness to certain. The butt of everything is someone else. Ex- yes, and I don't. I don't think that every joke's got to be about making someone look smaller. And and sometimes I find that her humor directs that. But I think she's fabulous in what she does. I think her dad owns some sort of manufacturing thing. So she does she run that drag green merchandise Uh, thing? Yeah. I always wondered how that came about. I think so. I think so. Yeah, I wish I were too. Glamorous. I know all the girls from back in the day. I like I can give you so much tea about some of these people. I know them since MySpace. (laughs) I know them since MySpace, the MySpace. That was an era. MySpace was an era. I'm a little bit too young to know. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's a baby in our presence. Sorry, (laughs) I've got to go change my nappy. Oh, my. There was so much more drama on MySpace than than I could even go into. Yeah, if people think Facebook's crazy, MySpace was just unmoderated. Well, the Jeffree Star phenomena was disastrous. It was just... Mm. I've I've never been a, a supporter of him because... He posted videos in LA where he went to a homeless person and tased them, and that nice. was the way it was. It was not. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so wild. I'm not laughing at the situation. It was. It was, and he was so racist. He was so racist with his language. It was terrible, yeah. and a lot of my friends didn't because I, I think everyone's trying to look like they're really woke, but some of the people that are trying to be really woke were comfortable around people that would use the N-word during that era. Yeah. yeah. And I hate that because it's never been, like, my my family are black, for God's sake. It's so stupid. But, yeah, That's MySpace crazy. was a crazy one. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, speaking of perfect androgyny, <laughs> yeah. do you still get people other than me, who ask about it. Obviously, you said you've uh, spoken about it with other people and you get messages, but do they specifically talk about perfect androgyny? Yeah, loads. Lots. Lots and lots. What do they say? Like, Is it usually like just fawning over it or reminiscing? I think everyone misses that it was a community-positive channel and it wasn't Mm. about trying to take someone down. Because I definitely think like when... Like Blair White, for example, I I think is disgusting. Yeah. I'm going to withhold comment on that. She's awful. She's it was particularly because she again used the M word against me because I was, I knew who she was from back. Yes, um, I and she called me a clown with HIV because I as well. That's what she said, which is extraordinary. Oh She's God. disgraceful. And this this whole thing started is because Cat Black, who I adore too. Yeah, she and friends of hers invited me into this Facebook group, which is all the American trans girls that were sort of critiquing each other's transition. It was a very mean-spirited group. Oh. I was watching it, and Blair was in it prior to her transition. So she was trying to do makeup at the beginning and become a social media makeup artist and failed. So then she started to do right-wing commentary. And, and failed. She, uh, well, she, she got a lot she of right attention because she used herself as like a sort of jester because she yeah. was sort of derailing her own 
rights for the sake of getting views. And I said, girl, you're going to lose out on all the trans people that will buy your merchandise. You're going to lose out on all the people of colour that will buy your merchandise. Because she was doing a lot of Black Lives Matter stuff at the beginning. And I was saying it to her as a big sister, I wasn't saying it to her to, to try and diminish her. I thought you're going to fuck up your money. You're not going to be able to make money from this crap. Yeah. So Hillbillies don't pay the bills, darling. They're not going to buy your merchandise, are they, for God's sake? <laughs> they don't so pay the wine bills. Exactly. They're going to lose their teeth and cook a squirrel. I don't <laughs> know. Not by No. But it was like, I think that era when people started to react and criticise someone else was when I yeah. thought this has gotten so wild. And people love um, that there was none of that in the perfect androgyny. Even in androgenetics, people love androgenetics. It was, so it was just calm. like a coming and age thing. I think a lot of young queer people went home from school and loved to see what we were all up to and things. It was It was a fun time. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this is so strange. This is like talking to God or something. Of like just no! a ground insight. Um, of Are you like <laughs> there? I love asking. Anyway, you guys direct me with the topics. I'm excited. Okay. Well, we have some more questions to go through, but we can go through them after the um, um, topics. Sure. So, Reese, I feel like me and Joe have just had such riveting conversation you've been nodding <laughs> so would you like to talk about something it's, it's the juicy tea for me i love it <laughs> what did you call me oh you had, you had. <laughs> <laughs> so um there was something funny happened this year um at um dragcon uh dragcon uk so Joe couldn't get there because of the train strikes oh. which was so sad because i wasn't meant to go and then I last minute went, and it would have been the first time me and Joe have met in person. But yeah. it's fine. I won't hold it against you. Uh, we could do another thing. We'll do something Here else. We'll do something. We'll do something <gasps> soon. But um, Joe's friend managed to get there. Um, <laughs> um, shout out, Abby. Um, and it Woo! was so funny. So Joe obviously told me that um, that Abby was looking for me. But um, I didn't know when this was going to happen. So um, I'm stood stood in a... Sorry, the dog is literally crying at me for stopping stroking. Um, I'm not crying. <laughs> that bitch, Emma. Um, <laughs> so I'm stood waiting for um, this talk. Um, I think it was a Silky and Black Pepper talk. And um, <laughs> all of a sudden, I'll, sh- I'll, I'll, I'll play you the video. Because um, I got Abby to redo it. Abby comes running up to me <laughs> with a picture of me on her phone. Like, Are you this person? Uh, let me show you. Just shows fucking dick pics. <laughs> Are you this? Oh, that's um, so for, for the viewers, you will see that in a second. Emma's going to put it up here. <laughs> right now. Yes, yes. I have to say thank you so much for being a dear friend there because Abby <laughs> is my one of my best friends in the world and we were meant to go together and I couldn't get there because of the trains and it was completely outside of my control mm-hmm. and she had anxiety and I went oh my god I don't know anyone that's not backstage because she had to collect my my backstage tickets and I wasn't there to get them so I, I knew you were there um... I knew a couple of my other friends were there so I said go find one of my lovely friends they'll be hospitable and calm your nerves so it I means so much that you did that thank you it's all right she was a good time girl she didn't stay with us very long um i don't know i think she left but um yeah she was lovely what was it what was it like what was this year's like because i i thought the the queen selection was a bit all over the show because i've never watched the um international versions of drag race so i didn't know who half of them were 
Yeah, the, I, the only the only ones I've seen other than US and UK was Spain one and both the Holland seasons. So I there wasn't that very many that I knew. Um, but I only really met the UK and some of the US queens. So but who I, was who was there in the UK? Um, I know Taste was there, who I lo- I adore. Yeah, Taste was there. Ahura, um, Baby, Danny Beard, Lawrence. Um, I know, I know, Baby from Brighton. She used to work in a club. Yeah, here. I know Baby because we used to be friends years and years ago. Um, She's lovely. I know Lawrence. I think, and this is my memory because I was so drunk. I was booked in Glasgow to host a drag ball with Michelle Visage, and we were like the judges, and they, they all came out in Glasgow. I think Lawrence was part of the competition, but I could be wrong. I can't remember. I really can't remember that long ago where who everyone was. <laughs> I know my friend Alice Rabbit. It was dark. I adore her, and I, I love Lady Munter. I love a lot of the amazing queens up there. But I don't know. I think I definitely do think that Lawrence was there. But I can't remember. Probably they, was. Were they all nice? Slightly. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. It was, it was a good time. It was a sh- shame that the trains um, stopped you from coming. Um, but no, it was, it was a good time. And I've never, I have never been to, to a drag con. Always wanted to, so... This was the first time it sort of worked out that I could go. So it was great. It was like the first one I went to was the first ever one in America. And I had booked, I'd never been to California before. So I was looking at the map thinking, oh, this is like Worthing is to Brighton, which is like 20 minutes away in a taxi. In the map, it was very much spread out further than I anticipated. So I booked myself in a place called Alhambra by mistake, which mm. is like driving from Brighton to London. It's like an hour oh, and a half away. So I am, I had to book an emergency hotel in the middle oh, of downtown. God. There was only one that was available. And guess which hotel I bloody booked myself into? Oh my the God, Murder is it the Cortez? Hotel. It's the Cortez. The hotel, yes. And they nicknamed it Stay on Main. So it had a different name. So I didn't know the girl was in the water tank on the roof. I was just there. <laughs> so I ended up staying in that horrible hotel. And then I got there and I realized I'd left all my trousers at home. So I had no like leggings or trousers or anything. So I was walking so around like into the water tank, strip the girl off and wear her trousers. I should have done that. I should have done that. But it was, it was a bizarre place. There was like this orange silicon hand in my room. I was like, oh, what is shit. this? Like a statue. Like what, a fisting? <laughs> no, even bigger. Like a, like a, like a, <laughs> stool of it for a child or something there's nothing too big it was so much fun though it was no it was like a stool that you could sit on like a like a child's oh. stool oh like a what closed fist like an open hand but like made this. into a chair like that like that like that oh, sh- one sniffer poppers my ass is on the floor girl it was it was bizarre <laughs> it was bizarre but it was scary. It was scary to be in that area because they've got that thing called Skid Row, which is a, mm. they they box in all these war veterans that got PTSD and are on drugs in this block system in the middle of downtown. It's and they are very much um, in need of support and they don't have any support. So they quite often in the middle of the night you walk into people. It's like Silent Hill. It's really scary. And oh, fuck. But anyway, the first dragon was really great, and I was bit with Todrick Hall, um, Miles J. Love Miles J. Big fan. Love, mm-hmm. love them. They're them, aren't they? I don't know anymore. It's been a long time. Them, she, I think. But yeah, and I met that Todrick because he's all in the drama at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> what do you think <laughs> about this WeHo thing? Ah! <laughs> I think it's tiring. I don't think you can you can blame the gay community for not wanting to see yet another 
reality TV show about people who don't really do anything. The, the Dorian Man was meant to be on a different show. They were That show was originally meant to be The A-List, which is a, another yeah, franchise. And they pitched it to be on Paramount, not on MTV. And they oh, switched so the actual show during the filming to MTV and called it The Real Friends of WeHo instead of A-List Los Angeles. So they kind of tricked some of the cast from what I gather. Because I kind of thought, like, everyone would eat it up. Because I thought it would kind of be like Real Housewives. And everyone loves Real Housewives. If Bravo well, I kind did of it, it'd be like that, but if it, Bravo did it, they'd love it. But Bravo yeah. aren't involved. And it's like... A, it's MTV. And MTV production is a mess. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think, like, it was not that... It wasn't diverse at all. You can't be, like, the real, whatever, friends of WeHo and just be all gay men. And not be I friends. Get, I get why they yeah. say Real Housewives and they have all women because they're housewives, mm. but real friends, mm. wouldn't you just have actual friends? Like, yeah. why don't you choose, like, the House of Avalon or something? That would be fun. That would be fun. See? That would be really I, cool. That's the, that's the Gigi Wood good, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, Gigi Good, Simone, yeah. I think they have, I think they have a, a project coming up, I think. They're already I affiliated with Paramount. I think there's, You've like, a docu-series or something, or reality Ooh. show that they're doing. I don't know why they don't do shows where people stay in a house together anymore. I miss that. It's always like, oh, we're meeting in a restaurant. I don't fucking care. You're not going to slap someone in Nobu, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Silly. Never know. (laughs) Maybe with a salmon, a raw salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Did you guys watch... Rihanna's Super Bowl comeback. So yes, I, I did. Live. Thoughts? Um, I'm so amazed that she did that pregnant, and I I'm agree. a huge fan of her, and she looked beautiful. Yeah, I liked it. It wasn't, like, the most exciting mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life. Like, I th- still think, like, Diana Ross's, some of her performances are crazy. I think her hair alone is crazy. Oh, my God. Diana Ross is so underrated for what she did. She's so mm-hmm. successful. It's bizarre. But, um... I like Beyonce's first Super Bowl. Oh yeah, Beyonce's first Super Bowl when it was just her and with um, the Destiny's Child too as well. That was insane. I've what got did such you think like of Madonna's. A... Oh, I, I was going to say my favorite is Madonna's. Loved Madonna. I think it was I can love Madonna. So good. But what about her face? You fucking bitch. It's those evil Kardashians. They're tricking all these women into going to their surgeon and they're giving the money to the surgeon saying, fuck their faces up. Pull it. Make them look like a light bulb. Make them look like a light bulb. I've always had this thing of I've wanted to look like, remember in the Guinness Book of World Records, you had like the cat lady? Yes. Mm -hmm. I I kind of love that. Like Jocelyn Mordenstein, cat lady, Mm. super, like you've ripped my skin off and I've said moisturize me. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I love that look. I don't know why I'm dropping Doctor Who references giving... today. <laughs> Madonna kind of gives like, do you remember the crisps Space Invaders? Yes. Yeah, very that. Very that. Well, her doctor killed himself. Do you know this? You know, she had that brilliant... He hated school... his job that much? No, they took the mickey out of him. They, they made oh. a of him on SNL and he killed himself. He drove off a cliff, I think. He was the he was the genius early celebrity filler guru, and he had like wacky, like mad professor white hair, but a very smooth face. 
he kept Madonna in tick for years. And then she went with the same person that does the Kardashians. No. And he is awful. Mm. She's I really very, think that they sabotage people. It's just wrong. It just if you're gonna look if you're gonna get filler, which is designed to inflate the area mm-hmm. for the benefit of looking younger, then put it in the right places. Exactly. <laughs> Don't put it above your cheekbone up into your eye socket so you're wide at the top of your face and look a bit cray cray. I'm pretty mean, do sure she's had I love a little bit of a lip but girl. I think she's had <laughs> I a, a tiny little lip lift and it, it's, I don't think her proportions of her face, I think it just doesn't work because she's really overfilling her lips and then she's hard to have yes. a lip lift and then she wears a grill and it's very yes. hard to understand her because her muscle, it's, I think it's probably new, so the muscle isn't like flexible yet. So so would you guys would, would you would you guys get surgery? Of course I would. Yes. What surgery would you guys get? Tell me the tea on the list. We spoke about it. You don't this. need it because you're both needs. beautiful. Um, no one I don't know. I, I think I would just get filler just to enhance some areas. No, no. Where? I don't know. Not Maybe so. like a chin, like jaw. Oh. Um, and then when you know when like your lips sag when you're a bit older, I might just do that. Fill out my lips a little bit. That's really it. Fabulous. Oh. Don't get that oh. horrible lazy town jaw filler though that everyone's getting. Oh. They look like an upside down pentagram. I'm not trying to look like Robbie Rotten. They look like <laughs> exactly. squares in a plate. Yes. Or like, I'd probably get lipo. I really, yeah. I'm, I'm getting lipo next. That's next. I want to try cool sculpting. I've had that. I love it. I love it. Oh, what's it's that? Brilliant. What's cool, Scott? It's like um, lipo, they... kinda, but you're not inserting anything. They're using like cooling technology to reduce the size of the fat cells, or does it kill them? It well, it it they die, but you uh, you get hoovered into these sort of square machines and you freeze them for an hour, and then after the the machines finish, you have a massage that breaks down the fat and it goes. So oh, it was more. That. That it was more easy. better, like, for stubborn pockets, like, if you have any creases or, or like, rolly bits, which I had. I had my underjaw, my chin done. love. <laughs> it, it doesn't make everything smaller. It just makes the skin Smooth. smoother, which I really loved. I've had it done, like, 20 times. I love school sculpting. It's the best. Wow. I've had so much done. I've recently just had a mini thread lift in my lower face. Oh, what kind um, of thread? I can't remember the name of them. They're the really strong ones because I'm scared of the ones that snap. Um, but I've had so much done. I've had everything you can think of. Yes, they can. They they used to use them um, to really manoeuvre the face back. But then uh, when you move yeah. your face, after time, they really do snap and they don't last. My so God. as long as you get them to kind of like create a line as opposed to pull the face back, it can work. But yeah, I've had to, the best one I ever think I've had is my under eyes. I love, love under eye filler. I have, every person I've ever spoken to about eye filler has been so polarizing. Some estheticians and doctors are so against it because it's right in the tear trough. And yes. then other people are like, no, it's the best thing. And I it just, the, I want so to, good. but I don't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no i've had it i've had that one done eight times i've just recently had my eighth time under my eye but no i've had my nose i've had my cheeks i've had nose to mouth never had my lips done i had my chin had jawline i hated the jawline i had my right eyelid lifted slightly and i had my eyelids burn because i had a hooded eyes um and then i've had so many different weird other things so the list goes on and on, and on. <laughs> i'm like a guinea pig i always want to try things before they're actually like mainstream so i can understand like what <laughs> 
what will happen. But then I have Let's had start. things go wrong. Ooh, I have ooh. had things go wrong. Kybella, do not do that Kybella <sighs> thing, which is what the fat dissolving injections. Yeah. Oh, oh girl, about they, it. they put it under my jawline and I swelled up like a bullfrog. I literally looked like a thumb with a tattoo on it. I had no <sighs> definition from chin to neck. From it the Spy Kids like movie. It was a shock. <laughs> it was a shock. And it didn't go for eight weeks. Oh my God. I was so gutted. And I had That's to shoot crazy downtime for an injection. It doesn't like for me, sometimes that things don't work. Like I've never had Botox. Like, I don't really like move my, my skin's like really tough. Mm. So I don't really like wrinkle so much, but I think because I heal fast, it just wouldn't go. It was like building around the injection site instead of actually dissolving, which was awful. I had to have so much stuff done to fix it because I looked so odd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm like obsessed with this stuff. <laughs> Honestly, if I had the disposable income, I would live in the doctor's office. I see. It's just exciting to find out what you can do next. I'm like, I'm like, I'm one of those people. I know what my limits are. Like, I'm. I was going to get a nose job when I was much younger because I couldn't really breathe. And when filler first started to become like well known, I went to a doctor in Holly Street who injected the inside of my nose and it lifted the nose septum mm. into the middle of my face and completely corrected my nose. So I'm so grateful I didn't get surgical nose stuff because I think it would have made me look a bit like a serpent. Do you know when people like they get yeah. too much done to their nose and you're like, Michael, what have you done? You look Slits. like an actual snake. Come on, Voldemort. Exactly. exactly. I kind of love it though. I do love seeing like the limits <laughs> of what the face can handle. Do I, not I ever let me botched. go into medicine. <laughs> I love watching like botched because like when I love it when I love seeing when plastic surgery goes bad or like really extreme. Oh, I have a story like implants. I have a botch story. Um, Vinny, I don't know if you know Vinny, who is a social media personality who talked about their experience going into one of those schools like Paris Hilton does. Like, I don't know if you know this person. Oh, I I don't know, but I'm familiar with the stories. Well, he went on botch because he had a few things wrong with his nose job and they were meant to be putting my pictures in the episode because he was inspired by my look. And I signed on the release for it. And then they replaced me with Jeffree Star. Oh. How shady is that? How shady? I was like, how dare you? Like, do if anyone ever compared my look to that cadaver, please. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. That would be a that is so like, rude. I was like, well, how can you replace me with that? That thing, like, firstly, no. Secondly, was it like the magenta no. hair era? Um, it was two thousand and fifteen or sixteen. So sixteen, I think. Ish. I don't know why I, I remember I, the years by your hair color. <laughs> I don't even know. But Vinny was like a huge supporter when I first started. And he, when everyone was doing my mermaid look, it was like back in the day. But I think they just were, they wanted to put someone in that looked more recognisable to America. I think I was like so insulted. I was like, how bloody dare you? That's fine. As if we have like a similar look. I was like, what's comparable here? It's like, I'm about 10 stone heavier. Please. (laughs) Poor Dr. Nassif having to look at that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God. Mm-hmm. We were meant to be talking about the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. We're going to tangents. <laughs> this is how it goes, doesn't it? No, but the Super Beautiful Bowl was great. Gowns, I really liked it. Gowns. Yes, <laughs> I liked gowns. it. Uh, it was exactly what I. If I had known she was pregnant, or if the world had known she was pregnant, I do not think she'd be getting the backlash that she is. Did she get backlash? Think, yeah. Hmm. But oh, I think I've, because people I've just been saying off of Twitter for a while, so I don't really know. It's what very unfortunate. 
So people are just so disappointed. They're calling the kids are calling it mid. When I think the problem with Rihanna, and it's not a, it's not a her issue, it's an audience issue, mm. is because her stuff is so spaced out. There are unreasonable expectations being set by the audience. Yeah, and then they watch it and they're like, "This isn't what I imagined in my mind, bitch," and it's crazy. And somehow that's her fault. Mm. So they that mean like the mid thing that means that it wasn't up to the performance yeah. that people wanted. Yeah, I think that's mid level. I don't get I mean, that. If you've like, watched a Rihanna show, she's not before, a performer. Not, she's not Beyonce. Exactly. Exactly. She's not. She's not doing choreography. She, she's. Mm. It's more like no. environmental party. She's a vibe. Fun, and she's fabulous. And I think that you can do whatever your brand is. And I think it was much more exciting that she brought out her amazing product line, Fenty, yeah. than anything she's done. Even though I'm a huge Rihanna fan of her music, yeah. to be a billionaire from your branding is amazing. We had this discussion today at work. So I work in media marketing and we were speaking about <gasps> how incredible <laughs> Fenty just get the, the whole run up to Super Bowl and the whole, yeah, marketing around Super Bowl for Rihanna and for Fenty Beauty is just insane. Like they, they gain so much from it. It's a it's a very interesting comedy because they're licensed by Louis Vuitton Maison House, like Cat Von mm. D Beauty is. So they Kendo, the business. Right? Yes, have I got? I've, I've done the wrong one, haven't I? I've got my yeah. Out <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. It, but it's like a licensing deal, which is interesting. Which I, yeah. I think that that's how businesses are done so smartly. It's like if you own your name, you can license your name to different ventures. So you can do a Fenty skin, you can do a Fenty thing. That's the genius way to do a business. It's like, mm. that's why it's so important that I give everyone that's going into business, you need to own your trademark of your name. Mm. You have to have power of your name because then you are in control because as soon as someone else has got your name, it's like what happened with Bobby Brown, where they made a racist advert in China with the Bobby Brown name, but then, or for example, it wasn't, no, Joe Malone, they made a dodgy advert in China and Joe Malone does not have anything to do with the company anymore. So she was getting the backlash because oh, it's her name. So you have to license things. You can't just sell your company as it is. You've got mm. to, yeah, it's very hard. But that's a lesson I learned because back in the day, someone tried to get me messed up with my business. Um, it's the brand Joseph. So if you know the brother, the fashion brand Joseph. Mm. They no. tried to mess with me. They tried to mess with me. As soon as I put my trademark in for um, clothes, they mm. were really trying to like block me from all my YouTube stuff. And because and, my merchandise was getting bigger traction than their website during that high mm. point of my career, which was crazy. But um, Say it yeah, again. own your name. Own your name. That's what you've got to do. Rihanna's crazy, though. The amount of stuff that she's done and she's being criticized for reasonably, at least, in my opinion, a bad lip sync. I don't mind a lip sync. Well, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, but I don't just care. Just do it that. well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, as oh, Joe yeah. always says, it doesn't have to be crazy expensive, but make it look expensive. Exactly. exactly. And it didn't my look mom, expensive. That's for my mum. That's for my mum. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> I'm a uh, fan. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, There's like something in the air at the moment. Everyone's just either migrated to the north of England because it's cheaper. And all yeah. the cool people are there. Everyone's gone to Manchester. Every, that's exactly right. Uh, all of my friends are in Manchester or Leeds or they're in Cheshire. A lot of people moved to Cheshire. And now Manchester's um, full of nasty people. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and all the gay yeah. drama comes from Manchester now. I don't know any of the gay dramas. Tell oh me some. God. 
What was the, um, the spaces shit the other day? Let's talk oh. about it. Oh my god, that I've never wild. been to Manchester ever, so you've got to educate me like a fool. I went once, was... and I went to a Spoons, and I don't remember, and it was great. I was meant to move there, and I never did. <laughs> me and Miles were going to move there, but we talked about it. And I looked at prices, and I was like, for what I'm paying for a one-bedroom in London, I could get a two-bedroom flat. That's wild, isn't it? I say oh, one-bedroom, the- I was renting a room. It's unbelievably Crazy. expensive in the South now. It's like you can't even... You could buy a whole house for like 80 grand. Yeah. You can buy a beach hut for 80 grand here. It's like you, it's gone You can buy a parking Crazy. space. It, I think they're <laughs> even expensive. Yeah. It's, I don't get it at all anymore. So what is the drama that I should be clued up on? Because I only know the good queens that, that are like really nice people from Manchester, really. So this one, I don't think it's necessary. They're not all from Manchester, but no, but they recent- have Manchester energy. Yeah, but um, so there was a, there's a, a group on Twitter. Then none of them are. They're not like famous. They're, they're not. Micro- they're not persons. Yeah, I, 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 I would use that term very loosely, just like most of their assholes. But um, <laughs> um, they they were being very very mean to some other person, and it all got recorded leaked and a lot of backtracking a lot of apologies yeah people just notes up up apologies. What they say. yeah notes up apologies own what you say and if you don't yeah. want it out don't say it if you want to oh, say exactly. something bitchy Ex- be a bitch exactly. about it exactly right. i'm an asshole <laughs> i'm gonna say it as you stroke a dog lovingly are these drag queen gays or are they gay gays <laughs> They're gays who think they could probably do drag, but don't. Because mm. who is it? Talking of Jocelyn Wildenstein that we brought up earlier, who is that skinny, very... He used to be a Facebook commentator boy. Now is a TikTok slash OnlyFans person. Levi Chad Murphy? Yes. So is this person from Manchester? Because I see them on the TikTok. Yes. yes. He looks great, and- by the way. For what girl? Do do we have our eyes in? Do you think that looks great? I it looks, do you think she it looks, looks great? No, she looks surged, and I like that look. It's because the surge is off. I I can't bear it when young people get that done because in a few years she's going to get yeah. osteoporosis and it's going to collapse. She's, mm. she's gonna she's gonna look like um I don't know how to describe it because she's doing they're doing drag they're Melted that cheese. one yeah. and the other one. There's another one and it oh looks, yeah his ex boyfriend. Right, and they were, yes, and they were doing that thing with the cock destroyer. Yeah, Slack Wars, yeah. Yes, so what is it, because this is like what happens in my life. I've been in a bubble for six years, so I've got to re-educate myself on all this stuff. So I need to learn about TikTok, and I need to ask you guys about TikTok. (laughs) You're asking the wrong people. (laughs) You were were approached by Musical.ly, right, when... Yes, I turned down their campaign because I didn't want to be in it with someone who was in it. (laughs) (laughs) So who it is, but I'll censor it. I'll I'll cut this. No, I I can't even remember. There was a couple of people I didn't want to be in in a shoot with. But um, they do you know this Chelsea Lee Arts? Yeah, we spoke about her last week. Oh, she's (laughs) the one that goes into cafes and pretends she's famous. Right, that thing. Yeah, behemoth. Oh my god, that I've I've never seen it. And El El Farber, who is like oh, Alpha, Alpha. Bar, yeah. who is some oh, I don't girl. know what disease this young person's got, but they are covered head to toe in sores. Mm. They are being revealed every week <laughs> for hygiene issues. This is what yeah. I've been showing. 
I've never seen the like in my entire life. And they go live and they beg people for emoji gifts, mm -hmm. which they then make money from. And I'm like, this is actually <laughs> the era we're living in. And they want me to do TikTok. Oh, girl, they do this thing called battles. So it's like, as yeah. you see on the screen between you two, you beg your audience for battles and, and amount this winning streak. And then by the end of the week, they put you on a ranking list and the top people get extra promotion. So they all, all these people that are living in, in these very impoverished situations, I'll put it that way, um, are gifting each other these emojis. So they stay in this weekly ranking and they get promoted more and more and more. So it's like some of them got arrested this week. There's a young girl of 19, Cheyenne and Modine, and they got arrested in a lobster what? thing on Valentine's Day. I'm what? like, what? it's like Joe no, 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 no. acid. Who's the I, father? The whole Chelsea Liar alphabet stuff, I get that on my For You page. And yes. It's wild. I don't see any of this. I just see funny fat people making jokes. That's it. No, I've never seen anything like it in my life. It suggests to me, all I subscribe to is vegan food blogs and some spirituality stuff on my TikTok and a couple of my friends. And I get shown these travesties. And I feel terrible for the young, the young alphabet. Alpha, is it? Yeah. Of the yeah. It's just depressing. Yeah, it alpha, yeah. Girl, she bursts out so into full on wicked every 20 minutes in perfect voice, <laughs> sounding like the witch. <laughs> I, I, um, I will send you videos. I'm so overwhelmed. It's a, it's a trans, it's a young trans girl. I believe she's trans. Yeah. It's like, it's like nothing I've ever seen in my life. It's literally like, like something, someone with leprosy. I don't know what's wrong with this person's face. They've got sores from head mm. to toe. I do feel really bad for them because they obviously have some mental issues. Um, yes, I would say they're, so. They're bullied a lot on that app. Um, Oh, honey, um, if I was arriving funny. without washing with, with head-to-toe open wounds, singing Elphaba witch songs, I would, I'd probably, I'd be bullied too. I'm sorry. I think, I think this is the new Jojo era. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I, don't, I don't mean to be cruel about the poor creature, but I just oh don't understand God. it. <laughs> Not creature! <laughs> no, but I don't understand. Like, where is their friend saying you need to use your shower? Mm. This is Another a result. You oh some? my god! There is. I've never seen anything like it in my life. It's the weirdest social media era I've ever seen. I think ever. it's hilarious and very telling that it's all UK people. Mm -hmm. This country is so isolated and insular and just full of nutters. I say this country. I don't live there anymore. But it's the, the economic present, climate, though, isn't it? It's the because no one's got wild. money. It's, it's I used to work at CX. And when I worked at CEX, you could tell when people, um, well, generally people were low on cash because they'd always bring in car radios. And I feel like this is the online version of bringing in a car radio to CEX. <laughs> These people are yes. practically <laughs> begging for money. They are. They are. They're actually asking people to send them gifts to win these battles because the person that wins gets the most money. And they were saying they made 40000 in a week by doing this. Yeah. And I was like, I think TikTok takes 70% of it, but someone did a little bit 70. of summary. Yeah, they, they take 70% commission. So, like, I think Alphaba was saying on an interview, like, if you get, like, 10,000 diamond emojis... No, or, or you get like a grand. Thousand, you, yeah, it's meant to be like a, a grand. No, it's meant to be like, if you get 100,000 of them, it's te it equates to £10,000. But then TikTok takes 70%. So, so you, you get three grand. <laughs> yeah, something like that. 
Bitch, we're on the wrong platform. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's very wild, but I just don't understand, like, how they're getting away with it because they're all claiming government support. All of them openly say this during their, their things. And I don't know how... Like you can't do that on like you're you're live in front no. of the world, girl. What are you mm. doing? And when you're that big, your shit gets recorded. <laughs> and that woman, is that Chelsea, be all over them. I've mm. never seen anyone behave like that, Chelsea woman, in my life. I've never no. seen anything she goes, like it. She if when she's banned on TikTok, she goes live on Instagram, and like me and my friend Natalia, we 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 are obsessed. We actually just really dislike her, but it's so you hate watch. to watch. Like and like she's pissed herself live on Instagram and um, well the hairbrush incident uh, have you yeah, seen that one? Wait, what? I feel so out of the loop. This sounds loopy. Crazy. Go, you she have pissed to check herself it. on camera. Oh, she she fondled herself with a hairbrush on yeah, the app she, for she children. Too, she just gets too drunk and then just starts going crazy. She's a forty year old woman. She goes live on TikTok to call her son who like they haven't spoken in years being like hi darling 60k on the tiktok live i miss you so much come back to mummy and i'm like you're embarrassing and maybe she gets dogs the police come to her house nearly every other day while she's mm. on live and they're in the background she goes i'm famous i'm famous to the police I, it's like it's the strangest thing i've ever seen in my life honestly but there you go M wants to know more shit because she's a big fan. Um, Do you still keep in touch with anyone from Perfect Androgyny? All of them. Really? I'm friends with all of them. I I keep up with everyone. The only person that I I seriously do not get on with is Luxera because she just does not, she can't get out of her own way. It's like so many times over the years I've tried to throw her money or opportunities when it comes to being booked, like put her name forwards for things and tried to reach out and say, girl, I understand when you were younger and I was younger, we were both having family drama. We fell out when we were kids. Now we're adults. Now let's make money because we need to pay for things in life. And she just won't get out of her own way. She's got a real chip on her shoulder about things that don't have any validity in reality. Like she sent me this email before the police incident I mentioned at the beginning. And I was like, you are really, you believe this stuff to be true. Like she was talking about things that, like on Tumblr. It's like, does Tumblr even exist anymore? Oh. It's like, girl, you're you're two They're years like older 12. than me. Get a grip, and because I, I really wish her the best, but she's one of these people that is she's got like a Napoleon complex, and she always wanted to be in the same lane as me and Sinestra because we were like academically really bright, and we were doing science together at uni. And she is a brilliant performer. She's got an amazing voice for a cartoon. She should be doing things that she's actually brilliant at, and she doesn't have that guidance and because she's got in with this Roly and Garcia who is a super fan of all that era it's like she's still stuck in that mindset of oh I need to be a celebrity on social media well, she shouldn't need to be that because she's already iconic do you mm. know what I mean like she's already yeah. done it like people know who she is and respect her and she was as big as I was if not bigger so why not why not just live in that glory and do something that you're perfectly good at instead of trying to do reaction videos to America's Next Top Model and talking about old school stuff that <laughs> is done. It's, but it's like... It's, yeah. You're right. I think she needs to move on. I think it's very much... She's in her comfort zone. But she doesn't have, she doesn't have the confidence to, to go out on her own volition. She always mm. needs someone to be there with her. And I, I've not, I'm very different to that. I'm very independent. Like Every time I've mentioned travelling, I've gone on my own. I've not even gone with a friend. So it's like, I'm not the type of person that will hold back, but I really do wish her the best, but I just don't think she knows 
what she is objectively. It's like, I know that I'm six foot three with huge hands. I'm probably not going to be great at making micro embroidery because my hands look like the thing that burst out of a chest in Alien. So I'm not going to be good at that. So she's got a funny voice. She's good at that. She needs to do something that's like brilliant in that way. She'd be in my great opinion. in a cartoon. We're, like, can you imagine her as an old pedophile in like Family Guy? Like, like you'd be the other one's friend. Yeah. She'd be perfect. Yeah. She'd be perfect. Because we were really, we were like best, best, best friends. We did everything together. It was amazing. We had so much fun. But she, I think from my perspective, it was a friendship and her perspective. She needed a safety a blanket to, to do. Th- no, no, no. Not to do with the work stuff. It was, she wasn't confident on her own. She's, she doesn't feel confident. And I, we would go to her like school exhibition and she had, had would have social anxiety before going in. And, she, and I'd have to come with her and things and. But no, I, d- I hope she gets through it because she's gone through a real tough time in her life and, and I truly wish her the best. I'm being silly about her. It's it's not from a place of malice. <laughs> well, that's, very, that's very good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so you can so you can be shady, you can bring it back with love. Um Right. <laughs> I have a bone to pick with you, Joe. Okay. Go, go, go. A big fat bone. Okay. What happened to your podcast? Um, my the one on my website, the new or the old one with Charney. The old one with Charney. I love that podcast. Um, me, me and Charney, we just drifted apart because in two thousand, it was actually after the RuPaul Drag Race Ambassador pilot, mm-hmm. where Vivian won in that that performance that was in London. So I was there and I was going to um, talk to someone that was making silly posts about me online because I thought if they see me in person, they're going to realise they've got the wrong end of the stick and I'm just a chilled person. So we went to Shadow Lounge with the Vilbergs and um, Jodie Harsh. Mm. And whilst I was getting my drink, I bought a lemonade and left it on my table. And someone put something in the lemonade. And I was oh. going to put a Sambuca in, in the lemonade. So it was like a Sambuca lemonade. Oh, and I immediately felt, shit, someone's put G in my drink. I just knew that because my body was going numb. So I stumbled out. And after that stumbling, trying to get to safety, someone assaulted me. So I was left in the alleyway next to Shadow Lounge and I was picked up by a a person in a taxi that took me to hospital. And I went to the hospital and they thought I'd taken drugs as opposed to been drugged. So they wouldn't let me leave. And I was in London, not in Brighton. There wasn't any way to get home. So anyway, I looked in my bag and all my stuff had been stolen, but someone had put 20 quid in my bag. So obviously this genius person that picked me up had rescued me. And Mm. I went to the, the... the station because at Victoria station, obviously when it's that time in the morning, it shuts mm. until three, that first train home to Brighton at three. So all the people from Brighton that were there at the event were there to rescue me. My friend Lily Scabies took me home. But anyway, I had to go to hospital because it, it, it caused a laceration in my eye and everything had Ooh. to stop. And I couldn't film videos, but this was like the reason why I sort of wound down all the social media content because I couldn't film anymore. I couldn't see. Mm. Um, so it was awful. And we were doing all these projects together and I was doing all this podcast stuff together, but I was trying to pretend I was still like fit and fine, even though I couldn't see. I kept having to go to hospital in the middle of the night because like, my eyes just weren't working. I saw nothing. Mm-hmm. I opened my eyes and saw nothing. And I remember there's a picture of me and Pearl and I'm in like this pink Patrick Church jumper and my eyes completely in a, like you can see that I can't see in it. It's like from that era. Um, but we went to an event about three weeks after this happened and Charney, she just did not have my back getting safety home. And we had a big falling out about it. And I just felt like she wasn't a supportive person. And during that time I wanted to 
kind of being a nest of friends and support yeah. systems because yeah. I wasn't sharing that I was so struggling to get things done. I couldn't, I couldn't do basic stuff at that time. It was ridiculous. I just stopped doing celebrity makeup. I just stopped all of the filming, all of the stuff, not just in my own studio, but in other people's when I was booked. So it was, it was difficult. And I just decided that year, like if someone's not going to be there in my life for the benefit, like when I'm down, but everyone wants to be on my platform when I'm at the top of everything, I just kind of wish them the best. And it's, it's not with any disrespect, but it's like, I deserve to have friends around me that want to be my friend that aren't just there when I'm, doing huge work opportunities and so many of the so many people I I look at people sometimes with rose tinted glasses and see the best in people but I don't know I love I love Charney I love doing that podcast together and I'm still very good friends with Charney's family and her sibling Miri um has been going through a transition so it's like I'm still still there we're all still in the same environment but I wish them well but that's why the podcast didn't come. But I have got a podcast on my website journal, which we're just re-uploading at the moment. And that one, we've got a whole new series of content, which I've wanted to do with the magazine, but I didn't find the right promotion for it. So we're just going to do it on the platform again. But we've got so many cool guests. We've got, my God, who, James and James on there. Jimmy James is the drag queens on there. I can't remember if I've got these ones live or not. There's like 12 more. But yeah. Yeah. I love podcasting. Like, you might be spoiling. <laughs> Yes, we'll see, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is a fun one, I hope. What is your favourite moment in your career? Um, I don't think I've had one. I don't really think I've even had one. Really? You've done so much, though. I love that I've got a Mac collection. I think that's pretty dope. That's so inspiring. I remember when you told me that was coming, and I was like, oh! Reese told me. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, it's, no. I think that's fabulous. It just, I think that was an amazing goal to reach. Yeah. Um, I think more so it was about the donation of 50 grand. That bit was, because mm. that was unexpected. Mm. I didn't even know that was happening. That was a surprise. And I was like really crying at the party. I was like, oh my God, I'm so sad. This is like so generous. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think I've had anything that I'm really proud of because I never felt like my career was about makeup. It's ironic as it is. Like, it was. I fell into that career because it paid the bills, yeah. I, and I d- I never wanted to do it. It was because of Luxaria that I did the the YouTube videos in the first place. I never wanted to ever do online. Um, but I I guess like I like going to America of my own for the first time. I like taking my mum to Paris when I first got some money when I first started. That was a real big achievement for me, and we, I could buy a dishwasher and things. It was like because I I don't come from wealthy family or anything, so mm. it was amazing to be able to do that. Um, but I think just to be here now and still be doing my career, even though I don't, I'm not conventionally doing what everyone else is, okay. still be booked and doing things creatively is, I'm proud of that. But I really want to do more stuff. I want people to see more sides of what I can do because I love to do makeup and it's such a cool job to have, but it's so boring. It <laughs> like, is very same samey. I'm so bored. And it's like when people call me a makeup artist, I'm like, I am a makeup artist, but I'm probably like more an artist artist. Like I, yeah. I learned to paint before I did any makeup. So You've done I'd like makeup, to do an exhibition. You've done fashion, you've done social fashion. media content, business mogul. That's what I want to do, fashion. I want to do a fashion line that's on a brand like Boohoo that's for okay. androgynous people. So the cuts are longer for people with longer torsos like me or Shoulders the space in the... Sh- exactly. Or the sleeve seams are longer and as the asymmetrical sizes go up. Line, because that's your love. Exactly. You love that. I do. I'm a Westwood head. I collect ang- all the Anglomania stuff. <laughs> I remember your techniques for feminization, asymmetrical neckline to make the shoulders look narrower. Oh God, they were so ridiculous, those videos. What was I, I loved about? them. They were so funny. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And look, count and me and other um, broad-shouldered women like Countess Luanne follow that trend too. When we were housewives oh, in New yeah. York, she loves she like a boat hat. <laughs> um, this, I mean, you were so earnest in your, in your answer. I feel a bit inappropriate saying this now, but my favorite—it's not really your career, but it's my favorite Joseph Harwood moment. Um, was many, many moons ago, back when people used Facebook. Um, you were getting, <laughs> you were getting in a bit of a tiff with a friend, um, and this friend shall not be named because rest in peace. Um, but they had just had a recent breast augmentation, and they were in a line of sex work that they did a photo shoot for. Oh my um, god! And I'm an OG. Um, oh my and god! You were getting in a bit of a tiff with them. And then, <laughs> I'm breaking all the tea. I will share all the tea. I will share all the tea. <laughs> and you, you were going back and forth in your insults. And you said, I'll oh, shut up with your satellite tits. <laughs> <laughs> Did and I that, that is my favourite, favourite Joseph Harwood moment. These terms just slip out. I don't know why. It um, is so funny. No, so Sinestra and I were very, very, very close friends. And that's that she was the third of me and Luxaria. We were all best friends together. But initially they were not close because Luxaria was very nervous around Celestia because she was perfect. She was just looked yeah. perfect. Her makeup was perfect. She was very smart. Um, she wasn't like, um, she wasn't the same personality as me or Luxaria at all. She was more, quite, she she gave me the impression sometimes that she was Asperger's, Asperger's. Okay. Slightly. She had, a, she didn't, she had some, evidence of that in my mind I don't I'm not going to confirm or deny that but that that would be my insight and she basically told me a lot of stuff that was going on during when she was living with Luxaria so this was not an it the online stuff was the tip of the iceberg there was so much other things going on because they got into a physical fight Luxaria and Sinestra oh, got into a physical fight. and during the physical fight I was contacted by by Sinestra and oh, I didn't God. know what to do so I said come to my house in Brighton and she stayed with me in my house in Brighton with my family and we went to Sainsbury's and during our walk to Sainsbury's she started to say to me like oh I'm I'm thinking about coming out publicly that I'm working as a sex worker and I said so why why do you want to come up like what do you want to talk about this for like what what is the reason for it because I just knew I knew she wouldn't she wanted to support her transition hmm. but she was kind of falling into substance abuse and yeah. it was a little bit of that that was fueling her decisions and I kept trying to say I didn't want to say anything judgmentally about the sex workers do whatever you need to do yeah. to be, get by for the it's no judgment here but she was falling down the rabbit hole and she wouldn't listen and I kept trying to like support her by saying go you're going to get yourself into a lot of trouble and we went to the Sharon Needles gig the first Sharon Needles gig that she did and she did something very crazy that evening. Um, it happened a second time and then she was sexually assaulted. And I was there with her trying to like get her out of this. And then she got the rhinoplasty and she was further taking substance abuse. And it was going like she would not listen to me. And the more she was into it, the more she was being supported by that scene because there were other people involved. Yeah. She, would, she would not listen to me. So we were getting into these back and forth arguments because I was saying, why are you getting into physical fights with someone you're living with, then coming to stay with me, then talking about this drug um, stuff you're doing, which is scaring me, and you're not manic. listening to help? It was it was a manic situation. So for months, I was trying to get her help. I was honestly trying to get her so, so different avenues of help. Because she would come to university, and she'd just come off of a sex work job, 
and oh. she would tell the teachers. And I was like, "Go, you need to. You, are you not seeing what you're doing? Time you're and just, place. She just got a, a scholarship. She just got a scholarship. So it was. It was. She was debilitating her own chances, but not realizing it was like she wasn't self cognizant anymore. Mm, yeah. And she basically got into further, further, further trouble. And we eventually started to distance each other from each other because I just didn't know what to do. And she kept then bringing me back into her social media because I started to get recognition that year. And I was talking to her offline saying, girl, if you don't want to accept help, do not talk to me because it's making me so sad that we can't get you out of this. And there were so many things that were you horrendous. can't just stand like, by and do nothing, you know. Girl, do you remember that boy that was in the video with Luxaria um, on Androgenetics? He was like a guy, a gay guy. She, no. so, so Sinestra saved up facial feminization, shed it in a safe, and he stole the money. He stole oh. the money. So oh. there was all of this stuff that was going on behind the scenes, like proper like criminality, and I couldn't Why get her help. She just wouldn't listen. Right. And then she kept trying to bring me up and she did this really, really awful video where she was topless on, on webcam on Facebook and she was talking that. about me in the video. And I was like, please, we've just had an argument offline because you were saying something about this assault that you just endured and you won't get help. You won't get tested to ensure your safety. How can you then go back online and say something positive about me in a video? Because you're not listening to me when I'm saying get some help. Do you know what, do you see what I'm saying? Like the dichotomy no. between that and even when it was like Danny St. James um, was friendly with her at the time and Celestia was staying with Danny quite a lot during that era, she didn't know that we were all trying to get her support. She thought we were in an actual argument. And it was only until recently we met at a Kiel's event that we were actually speaking oh. about this. But that it was tragic. And it's, it's the reason why I'm sharing this so openly is because we're talking so much at the moment about um, survival sex work in the trans community. And we just had this awful incident where this poor girl just got stabbed yeah. this week. We've got to be taking care of each other. And sometimes I, I made a mistake there because I didn't handle it the, the proper way to get her support. I should have spoken to her mum. I, I think now thinking back, that's probably what I should have done. But she was an incredible person, very intelligent. And it was horrendous, horrendous. And then because of the argument, because we had it online, no one told me the address of the funeral. So I didn't know where the funeral was. Oh, so God. I never even got to go to the funeral. And it, it was awful. And then obviously because Luxaria was presenting online that they were best buddies, but I knew that behind the scenes they were in this fist fights. It was like, this is just driving me up the wall because it's so, it's the reason why I didn't want to do social media anymore because it was so false to what was really going on. Yeah. And I was like, no one's giving advice to young people watching us. Like I've always taken it with responsibility, my platform. It's like, I know there are young people watching me. I don't want to tell them stuff that might endanger them and it's not all nice and roses actually it was a really tough journey not just for Sinestra I've got my own tea as well but you see you see what I'm saying yeah anyway that was a long this has been like a proper <laughs> episode of truth which I love <laughs> I'm just happy I didn't have to do research <laughs> no I know I think it's it's charming that you know all of this because it's like the last four years I've seen so many of these stories be told by on that Ronan channel. <laughs> like how why are you talking about anything to do with this like you like that you weren't around. There, like we would ever hang out with that creature like it looks like a skexis from the bloody dark crystal why would i ever want to know apps i'm not i'm not he shouldn't have done that you should not be speaking about me on your platform at all and getting your little stalkers involved <laughs> They i didn't make these statements that. i'm open to an interview <laughs> i'm happy i'm gonna tell the truth but what, what, do, what do I say? Why are you bringing me up on your platform at all? True. He was really shady as well because he was trying to get in with me before. We were at somewhere in the city. 
and Abby was oh there. Oh my god, what an era. Yeah, we were backstage at Summer in the City and he was asking me all these questions about Luxaria and I thought, I, I would say as honestly as I said it today, I wish her the best, but we don't get on because she's stuck in the old school mindset. And he was basically playing both of us. He was talking to her, but in in front of oh. me, Abby and Electra, who is another person we know, he was playing two sides and then three months later, they're doing videos together talking about me and I'm like, please, just don't do that. Don't be shady because I'll be shady about I mean, isn't that the truth? <laughs> Speaking of shady, what's your favourite Little Kim song? Oh, I love Little Kim so much. Um, Queen I Bitch. I know. I know. <laughs> Queen Bitch is my favourite. I love. Um, I I just think she's amazing. She's such. She's such an artist, and I think because she was attacked by someone, and that's the reason why she had the yeah. surgery on the face. People have not heard that side of the story, so they think she's got a bit Michael Jackson with the nose jobs, but it mm. was from like domestic it was really violence constructive. exactly and i love her i think she's always creative and everyone looks like her everyone now right. looks and dresses like her in the, in yeah the she industry. she was the blueprint exactly and foxy i love foxy brown mm. who i've been able to speak to you on instagram which was really she reached out to me on instagram i was like how did you even find me this is crazy i've never posted anything about foxy but i adore her little baby too <laughs> <laughs> um Speaking of another one of your idols, mm-hmm. what is your favourite Linda Evangelista moment? Um, I love I love all of it. I like that she came out about the cool sculpting thing. Because talking of cool sculpting earlier, yeah. she had it done and it went wrong. Like badly. Yeah, it made the fat that was meant to dissolve double. I think so she I like done that on she her was face, honest. didn't she? Her jawline. Oh, oh. That would be yeah, painful. jawline, bra, under the bra, at the back. But yeah, I love her. I think oh, she's she's like iconic. Yeah. I'm loving her hats <laughs> at the moment and her scarves. Yes, I love the the Edward Enfield styling. It's amazing. <laughs> what about yours, Reese? I know you're such a Linda Evangelista expert. <laughs> <laughs> Pass. False. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your um, idols? Oh, I used to say when someone was like, oh, who's your idol? I'd be like, me. I like that. That's also a good um, But I do have a, a very, very large soft spots for Lady Gaga and Madonna. I think just because of, uh, well, Lady Gaga for the era I grew up in. And then yeah. Madonna uh, because of taste. Gaga is so good. She's such a creative singer. Mm. But Madonna, like, again, she's another one. No one, our generation really knows all she's done. Like, my yeah. God, like, she's genius. <laughs> I, I literally watched Madonna's 50 top moments the other day. And I was like, oh my God, this all happened. And I she's still criticized. Uh, is that an article that just came out? No, it was like some random, like, you know how celebrities have like fan YouTube channels. They do like compilation oh, videos. Yes. It was that. And it was really good. They did this poll. I think it was on Rolling Stone of the 50 genuinely awful al- albums. And, and her American life album was on that list. I was like, fuck what? off. Yeah. Fuck right off. I was like, MDNA might be considered for that. <laughs> I will not take MDNA slander. That shaped who oh, I was that... in year nine. Uh, girl, how old are you? 24. Okay, so I am Grandmother Willie. <laughs> a theory. A concept. That, I thought, so how old were you when I was polluting your mind with all my nonsense? <laughs> so it was like 2013. So yes. I would have been, I think I was watching Androgenetics before I was watching you, and Androgenetics yeah. was 2011, 2012. Yeah. 
So I back that that would have been year nine. So I would have been 14 in 2011. So 2013, I would have been like 15, 16. See, this is just proving my point. This is why it's so important to not mince your words and not try and yeah. set the best thing. Because if, if someone that's 14 is watching my content, I want them to know that it's, if there are shit things that, that, mm. that go along with the good things, it's not all rosy. And yeah, then, you can't sugarcoat yeah. it. Yeah. God. Well, the thing I really want to get to the bottom to bottom of. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm thinking about bottom. Um, <laughs> okay. And I, I don't know if you'll have an answer. What happened to Yami Maya? Yami transitioned. Oh my god, did she? Yeah, she. Because um, I knew I she lived in Germany. And she's, then she's actually just gone Latin. Blackout. She was Latin, but moved to Germany with her parents. Um, that a lot of those girls didn't want to be on social media. I can see why. It's just unnecessary attention for a lot of people. Yeah. Tyler. Um, oh, God, have I just dead named Tyler? I can't remember everyone's... Th- it's so confusing it's, when I know people ev- in my it's mind. It's funny because everyone transitioned. <laughs> it's yeah. really funny. They, I think they were going to do um, a joke version, like a week re- reunion called Estrogenetics or something. I can't That's funny. That is really funny. So the- it's, I love them all. I'm even the people that were androgenetics that weren't on my channel. That I love them all. I got a lot I got of them with most did of guest them. spots on Perfect Androgyny, didn't they? Oh, nearly all of them. Yeah. The only one that didn't was Sebastian Simon, who I think is now called Celine. Celine. Um, she is beautiful, and I was Gorge. always really eager to work with her because she was interesting. But no, I, I like all of them. I, I really don't have any. I'm, I'm not like as, as silly as I've been in this episode. I'm not. Um, I, I don't care about drama. <laughs> I get on with everyone quite easily. Well, we do because we need a clip. So say something mean. Okay. <laughs> They're all shit. They all need a job. <gasps> oh, my God, thumbnail. <laughs> see it. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, well, we've spoken about the Super Bowl. I've asked you all my questions. We're leaving out a massive, massive event that everyone was talking about for five minutes. The Brit Awards. Brit Awards. <laughs> I didn't watch it, so you're going to have to educate me. Um, I watch Ooh. it every year because I'm boring. I'm sorry if you can hear the dog crying. I'm sorry, Dex. It's an ambience. It's okay. <laughs> Just in the background, but let that dog out of the cupboard, please. <laughs> um, it was basically Harry Styles won everything. Oh, really? Again? Yeah. Um, although he did... Um, say in one of his speeches because obviously the Brits have stopped doing the gendered categories mm. but he was I think it was literally him I think he was the only mask presenting person in that category um, and Who was, was nominated? It was um, like Charlie XCX, Rina Sawayama um, Florence the Machine um, so and this was album he, of the year? I th- mm, I'm unsure I can't remember. He didn't. This is how boring This is how boring the show was. <laughs> he did not um, have the best album out of any of them. No, not at all. I I didn't won. really. I can't really bear these award shows because I think I don't really understand the voting system. I know the Grammys as if you get a Grammy, you then vote on other projects. Yeah. Is that correct? Is that the yeah. same with the Brits? So no, I, I think, think the Brits is um, the Brits is some of it is critics choice or whatever and then but i think it's mostly fan vote so that's why oh. harry styles wins these big things and i knew that there were fan voted awards but i didn't think they all contributed 
Yeah, most of it. Most of it is fan voted. That's great. I think that, that's why Harry wins. That's why Harry wins all of it because like he's got such mm. a big fan base. Like, Give it up for fan favorite. Like with Rena and with Charlie, their fan base is predominantly just the gays and the yeah. LGBTs. So like, when you compare that against people who like, there's a whole like world that universally loves Harry who aren't just LGBT or whatever. When there's I don't, calling I don't really in. get them. I don't really get these awards. Like I, because music is so different to when I grew up. Because you, everyone mm. would universally hear the same stuff on the radio, yeah. or you'd see it on a TV advert. Or they, they, today, there's so many different media outlets that no one hears the same thing. So if you don't hear that Rena song, then I would never yeah. know what the song is. I barely have heard that much of her songs because I don't go looking for it. I know you're both really music heads, universally right? viral anymore, is it? Mm. Yeah, but it's. I think a lot of people get their stuff from TikTok, and wow. yeah. if they are promoted singles on TikTok to use, people think they're going to be increased in the thing. So I, I don't know. It's, I just find it really weird. It's like because you you don't make any money as a musician anymore. You don't get yeah. any money from streams. Mm. So you have to become an entertainment brand, and they're still giving category awards to things that are old school prestige do you know what i mean like having the best yeah. record of the year what does that even mean what like what is the best record because it's not if no one's buying it and it's just coming <laughs> from streams yeah it's true it should be like the most streamed album of the year or the like it should adapt to the climate we're in how I, music yeah is distributed. that does make sense because mm. i can't that understand how can you record. say that there are so many, like, uh, when Azealia Banks was coming out and she released all her stuff, and I know she got into contra- controversy with her label mm. and things, but why were her songs not... Yeah. <laughs> I controversy? So talking about <laughs> she should have got lots of awards for the, mm, for the first Period. two albums. Their fantasy mixtape and the album were great. I don't know why she, why was she not getting awards? Because I think she was probably the best at what she was doing at that time. Yeah, oh, yeah. for a best, long time. Right, and she, I'm sure she's still going to bring out some more bangers. But it's like, what? Where are we getting these selections from? It's like, I like there is a obviously. Um, people, this is the thing that I wanted to ask you guys because I don't. I was tweeting about this today before I kind of thought, mm, probably get someone's opinion about this. It's the whole branding as this like sex positivity uni-gendered flamboyancy like this the whole sam smith discussion has been going on all day on twitter Mm. i i've seen sam smith i've met sam smith he is not that person he's not a flamboyant creative he's a do you see what i'm saying like he's it's not like um i don't see any of his artistic input in the way that he's dressing at the brits that, that to me, that doesn't come from him. It comes from yeah, a label. I get what you mean. And when I was talking to my friend who was actually, she works with a with a British music label and they, they do the influencer campaigns on TikTok so they're always looking for people. The label is saying to her, find people that have disabilities, find people that are LGBTQ and the label are asking for that demographic to represent their businesses. So it's, it's not actually the artist that's being the creative it's the label and especially that caa agency that everyone signed to in america they're trying to brand everyone in that way even if they're not and i think because sam smith is an effeminate flamboyant beautiful them i i think that he's kind of gone with the flow and it's backfired because not anyone believes it i don't i do <laughs> not, not you being like a beautiful them he, 
<laughs> See, this is how bad I am. I still can't get it in my head. But do you do you think that Demi Lovato was authentic when she came out as non-binary? No. Because hmm. I don't think she was. I think I she feel was like me and Reese might options. disagree, but I I think it was an explorative time, and it was a a brand. Not to say exercise. that not possibly, very possibly, but hmm. I think for the history that we know for Demi, maybe she was in a different headspace at the time, and she was like, oh. Maybe I'm this. I think it was an identity crisis, perhaps. Yeah, I think around that time, a lot of people went through identity crisis. I did it too. Like, I think it would, but again, I'm not a celeb trying to brand myself in a particular way. But like, you see it again with like Harry Styles, like, and Charlie Poof, where there is like the queer baiting thing. Yes. But but then you can't even say that someone's queer baiting because you don't know their actual sexuality. I can give you some tea about the Harry Styles thing because he's been directed by the stylist, right? There's Mm. that stylist called Harry, another Harry. And he also directs Harris Reed. He works with Harris Reed, who is the designer. This is that huge Iman wearing that huge ball gown at the Met Gala with the Mm. crown. Harris Mm. Reed also did a Mac makeup line last year. And they put out this press release about Harry Styles' stylist, because they're all together, these three, Harris, Harry, and Harry. <laughs> and Tom, they and Harry. said he was non-binary in the press release. But actually, when I asked Mac, they said he identifies as he, not as non-binary. So in the same way that they did this with Emma Corrin, who also works with the same stylist, this and the guy that runs Gucci and it's like all of that group of people, they're trying to brand people like this. It's not mm. coming from the artists because I asked them because I, I wanted to make sure I wasn't insulting Harris Reed because I really like his designs. Mm-hmm. But I said, so he is not a, a, a non-binary. And they said, no, he doesn't identify as non-binary, but we he does publicly because he's got this gender fluid line. And I was like, well, though, is right. this not the whole the point? Of pound. This? It's, it's going for this sort of like weird... I don't. If I did not know so much of the behind the scenes of how these people market things, I I would be like a shock to I think for people to hear this. Yeah. But I don't I don't get it because if people are not organically like them, mm. it's like you're introducing yourself to so much shit storms online every single time you use the word trans, you're mm. bombarded with abuse. So True. what is it's it's hard. I don't understand what the benefit of doing it is if the person isn't. Because I think Harry Styles is is gorgeous and looks mm. like a fabulous guy, and I like the seventies outfits. But he's the man that's styling him in all this femme stuff. Clearly knows what he's doing. Mm. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of you know it was early twenty tens when every person identified put them metrosexual. The, the, yeah, metrosexual or bisexuality, like with Jesse J saying that she's oh bisexual, my God, and then that train it's right. later being like. No, I was doing it. And Nikki and Gaga. I see myself marrying a man. But the only person that is actually bisexual is Lady Gaga. (laughs) Like, she's the one that's actually dated women, had sex with women. Whereas, like, Nicki Minaj, I remember her saying in an interview, like, they're just pretty. I'm I'm bisexual because girls are pretty. I find girls pretty. No, you can find girls pretty and not be bisexual, baby. (laughs) True. Yeah. That's what, it, that's what it reminds me of. I do very much agree that it could potentially be the using the non-binary as a, a marketing ploy and for attention. 
But why why would you do that? What would the benefit do that? What would it I what would it bring to you to do it, that? And would it, it it markets you as a different thing, do you know what I mean? I guess. I, I don't see the I don't see the point. I don't see why you would do it. I think it's very hurtful for people who are actually non-binary. Yeah. But right. And it, it, I'm so like I'm so not I think do you know what this is my theory, and correct me if you think I'm talking tro- trollops nonsense like I normally am. But <laughs> because everyone's got a username, everyone's got their like their individual username, and everyone is now identified with that username. So even when you know someone on social media now, they could be called James, but they their tag or username could be Mr. Beast jam, or jam. whatever. What yeah, exactly? Mm-hmm. And because people are so like defensive over or territorial over their username. It's made someone differentiate between who they are and what they want the world to know them as. Mm. And I think it's made everyone think, okay, well, we need everyone to know every facet of my personality because if that person sees that in me and that person sees that in me, they'll relate to me and then I'll get something out or it'll be transactionary in some way. And I don't understand it because I'm like, why would you lead with everything about you before someone even knows you? Why would you? Yeah. Why is all this stuff important? Like, I didn't care that Luther Vandross was a queen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think Luther Vandross is a brilliant singer. <laughs> but it's true. Everyone knew it was a queen. He rang Paddy LaBelle's fan club for good sake. So, so he said the queen. I was like, oh god, he's no. moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like when there was like queer singers, did anyone care? Yeah. George Michael was gay at the Little end of it. Like, for good sake. Exactly. I don't know why it's so. Why would you need to brand yourself with your sexuality to sell a song? I think at least nowadays, there is something to be said for the market value of being seen as progressive, especially for a younger audience, because that's seen as kind of, I don't want to use the word woke, but it's kind of like woke points. So yeah. like if he wears and presents in a sort of gender bendy, uh, David Bowie-esque, Prince-esque, gender non-conforming way then you can kind of, without confirming anything, you can retain your general audience and your straight mainstream audience while also absorbing a more progressive or alternative audience by not even confirming anything. I don't I don't understand the, the comparison with Bowie, though, because Bowie was styled by Angie Bowie, and they lived like that. Much they better, didn't. might I add. It, but it was it was a, it was a reflection of what they wanted to look like during that point of time. They were inspired by people like Jane County and all of these incredible punks of that time. So I just don't understand it. It's like there's no organic flow. Like I love it. Does feel artificial? It it does to me. Like and the Brit's outfit that he was wearing was misfitting and it wasn't proportionate to him. And I just thought like you could do so much amazing avant garde that would tell the story of you. Like, what is your, what was your childhood like when you went to get liposuction at 12 on the NHS because your family encouraged you to get liposuction? Maybe do something that tells that story as an outfit. Like, show something beautiful in the pain you felt that's autobiographical. Like, that's where I get all my ideas from. It's like all things I've gone through. I don't, Wait, who if, got if lipo someone, at 12? Sam Smith. What? He got, he got, as a child, he got lipo on the NHS, encouraged by his family to do so, from what I've read and been told. And I think, like, you could do, like, in the same way that Gaga did the meat dress, because she felt like a piece of meat, mm-hmm. to do something that's like, I was, my bo- I'm different from my body because I celebrate me now. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, like I loved the, um, the magazine shoot that he did. I, I liked that. I thought that was cool, because I thought that does tell that little bit of that story. Like, oh, owning his... The... 
the perfect rope. shoot. Yes. Yeah, the rope round turn. I thought, what the hell? That looks great. I think it it was a provocative image. It it was cool. But I think like just putting on this like blow up Missy Elliott suit, but the waist (laughs) is fitted. And it's like, what is this? See, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of when Gaga was getting fat shamed and Gaga wore that Comme des Garçons big body form shape thing. That's what it reminded me of. So Sam's getting fat shamed. So they've purposefully done this one photo shoot and two worn this outfit at the Brits. I think it was very reminiscent of that. I think you're so right, but it did look silly. I would say the impact <laughs> of both is very different though, because... Oh like, yeah. Not to use, one sound Smith. <laughs> no, not even. Not to, not to use the word fat in a, in a derogatory way, because fat is fat, you're fat or you're not. Yeah. Um, there's no... Shouldn't be any connotation, but Gaga wasn't fat. Yeah. And no. Sam is perceived to be fat. But it's still very handsome. nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah, completely. But the impact of Gaga not being fat and then criticising those who were criticising her for it is that, like, oh, you want to see fat? I'll show you fat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and the impact just isn't the same from Sam. Yeah, it doesn't, because it's not autobiographical. And Gaga's, yeah. everything she does, is it's like you can see deliberate attempts to communicate what she's feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Sam Smith is feeling from that, the, the Marie Antoinette in the castle music video i didn't understand how that reflects anything do you know what i mean like is he yeah. he hangs out with a lot of queens like like m and ek and like i thought it would be cooler to do like an underground party in like um like a race. mixed community fabulosity like that but this whole sort of like styled thing anyway do you know what i've been ranting at you for so long i just realized what the time was <laughs> <laughs> should we wrap it up <laughs> I think we should or we will go on for another two hours. I'm so grateful that you had me on here. It's okay. I still have to do my Portuguese phrase of the week. So I'm still doing my Portuguese lessons and I'm learning new phrases. I think the last phrase was parabéns, which means congratulations. Um, Me and Reese and we're we're all at an age where our friends are all having babies. And, you know, congratulations is in order. So the phrase of this week is parabéns pelo bebê, which means congratulations. On the baby. Parabanks, parabebe. Parabanks, pelo, P E L O, bebe. Pelo, bebe. Okay. I'm not even going to attempt to join in that one. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for guesting this week, Joe. We really, really appreciate it. It's been such a good time. I've had such a nice catch up and it, it was such a privilege to talk to you both. And thank you for having me. Where can the listeners and the watchers and the groovers and the jokers find you? Okay, well, go grab my brand new Mac collection. We're launching the second part of this on my website soon, which I'm really excited Ooh. about. Um, everything's at Joseph Harwood, josephharwood.com. We're relaunching my website journal, which is just journal with my initials at the beginning, so JH Journal. And I rarely post like daily content outside of my stories and I sometimes tweet things that are mad and delete them later so <laughs> I love there. Your I don't I say whatever I think and then I change my mind so which I do with every thought I have which we should all do but <laughs> there you go you can find me at, at all the above <laughs> glamorous what about you Reese? oh oh I'm glad you asked. Um, my Twitter is underscore RJH94. Sorry, back on private. Sorry. Um, Ooh, looking for a job. <laughs> Don't say that. My colleagues listen. Um, and Instagram at Reese James Hope. What's yours, Em? Oh my God, I've got so many. 
they are um they are at m shenanigans on youtube twitter tiktok and twitch where i stream my portuguese lessons on mondays and i stream a video game on thursdays thank you all so much for listening our camp cow socials are at camp cows pod on youtube twitter and instagram and TikTok. Oh, shit. thank you for having me no problem thank you for coming joe no way